Hi, I'm Rosie, and this is your invitation to join me in my weekly musings where I go into a little bit more of soul-searching. The stories of our lives create a beautifully colored tapestry interwoven by connecting threads. When we follow these threads that are tugging at our hearts, we're open to each other's creativity and higher artistic frequencies. So here at the Mystic Rose Studio, you might hear some quirky sounds in the mountain setting. But wherever you are, and in the midst of all your quirky sounds all around you, I invite you to join me and keep following those threads. Um, thank you for agreeing to chat with me. Uh, we caught up recently, a few weeks ago. You came all the way up here in the mountains, and Beautiful. we hadn't seen each other in, I think we calculated, like, five years. I don't remember when we graduated. <laughs> yeah, so we both graduated from the Institute for Psychology of Eating, and we sat next to each other uh one of the days or a couple of the days for the during the graduation like it was a talk and a bunch of extra teachings and trainings it's so fun I love like getting to know people that also took stuff especially if it's online and then just kind of it becomes like this really beautiful community but um yeah so I mean I think sometimes you meet somebody and you just hit it off. Yeah. That, we did that. Yeah. I, I was I was admiring your cool uh, notebook. Do you remember that? And it, you like you write on it and then you send it to your Yes. yes. You send it like to the downloads. Yeah, downloads. It was like one of the first versions of that and you had this I don't remember what those are called anymore. Yeah. I was like, that's fancy. I mean <laughs> So that 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 intrigued me. But you all you have this like great smile, and of course, people are gonna see that with your image mm -hmm. uh, in the podcast yeah. notes. But um, I think that's something that, gosh, with masks recently, mm -hmm. like that's taken away. That killed so me. much of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that brightness that you can give to people because. Yes, you can smize, but most people, I don't know about you, but like it, it, it dulls all your other senses. Like anytime, in, like if you have a cold and you can't smell like your other senses, like of course, because you have sinus infection, all these things. But even so, like if you close your eyes, your other senses, unless you're practicing it, does it like do you focus in on, okay, I'm focusing in on listening, you know, but even then you're a little, you're not complete, you know, so having your nose and your mouth like constantly covered, it did kill me too. It was just like. It's funny. Well, and I, and I told somebody, I said, I just, I can't, stand not being able to smile at people i know you can't tell if people are smiling and this one lady she's like you can tell if they're smiling you can tell it in their eyes i said yes nah, right, yeah yeah it's, 
my smile spreads joy and I know it. And exactly. I no. Yeah. You know what I love? Like uh, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, one of the lyrics is like, disarm you with a smile. Like, it's so true, right? Like, mm-hmm. just a smile can just break the ice, can make somebody feel connected, all those things, you know, and, and a genuine smile, not yeah. like a shit-eating grin, you know? <laughs> you know, where you're like, ah, yeah, I'm going to fake this. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's that's true. It's very true. So, <sighs> smile to the world. Now we smile, get we're smiling, even though my camera's not working right now, but you're <laughs> smiling at my letter R, and I'm I looking am. at you. I feel like this creep, like, peeking in on you. <laughs> Oh I'm like, gosh. haha, I can pick my nose right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Why don't I get dressed up for this? I know. Oh, no, you look adorable. Oh, um, thanks. I'm freezing. I got back from California where it was 80 degrees and I was in heaven and it is snowed here today. Mm. I just wanted to cry. In Oregon. In Oregon. Yes, back to Oregon. And it doesn't usually snow in April. Like, I, I left uh, the beginning of March thinking I'm going to miss the March snow, because it always yeah. snows, and it didn't, not until I got back. My family's like, it was waiting for you, Amy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, no, you didn't dodge it. You yeah, you need to come no. and experience this. Good luck. How dare you go to California during the snow time? Try to get away from us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the weathers. Well, I'm up here in the mountains, so we get baby snow, but I'm sure, yeah. you know. But, but it's true, like, when it when it's the season, you're expecting it, but when it's late and it catches you on something, it's yeah. like, oh, I wasn't prepared. Do I drag everything back out or what? Can I get my cold clothes back out? I know. Yeah. And uh, Californians are used to wearing flip-flops with everything, even a scarf. Even a scarf. See, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So let's go backwards a little bit. Um, okay. You have created some amazing opportunities for people to work with you and programs. Can you just, you know, give me your elevator pitch? Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> oh, my elevator pitch. The short, the short and dirty is yeah. I help people find joy in their relationship with food. Mm, period. Period. Yeah. Just find the joy and, and the the enlightenment that comes when you aren't fighting the, what am I going to eat? When am I going to eat? Should I follow this diet? Should I follow that diet? Should I follow this new trend? Should I not follow this new trend? Is this really, are eggs good? Are eggs bad? Like yeah, all this confusion that sits on our shoulders. I help sort through it and I help figure out the right way for you to eat. And I mm. teach you how to listen to your body and eat right and if you want to try the newest fad you'll be able to pick and choose the pieces of that thing that you want to try and you'll be able to listen to your body and decide really quickly if it's working or not and our bodies change constantly so it's mm-hmm. a constant ebb and flow that's why we fight so hard i think is because we want an answer and we want to move forward and not think about it yeah and the reality is is we can't because our bodies change, the environment changes, things outside influences change our emotions, change how we come to the table. But the blessing is we are in a time 
time in the world where we don't have to think of providing food for ourselves 24-7. I mean, I was just talking with a friend about 100 years ago. Most people were in that space where it was a constant. It was a fight for food. It was a constant, how are we going to grow this, to create this, to be able to eat it in six months? And we don't have to worry about that. We're this in a really amazing space. But we still have that tendency to constantly be thinking about. We're still malnourished. Yes, and we're so malnourished in emotional health and physically. When our emotions are off, we can't even digest those amazing healthy foods that we try to eat. Mm. And we're constantly getting mixed signals of what's good and what's not and this body type and that body type and the blood type. And I mean, there are so many things. It's, It's overwhelming. Yeah, And so finding your peace, finding peace with that relationship, you can't stuff it in a closet. You can't cut it out of your life. It's there. We all have to eat to survive. Um, So why do we keep dragging this burden with us when we could have peace and tranquility and pleasure and it could just be there when we're ready for it? And we could focus on all the amazing things we as humans want to do on the side and make it actually that our focus. And the eating is like, yeah, when I'm ready, I'll eat. And I'll know what to eat because I'll listen to my body. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so many things in that. Ah, where do I start? <laughs> um, it, it's interesting on how uh, we as humans don't think about, like, food as survival anymore you know it's it's it in general i should say in the west um Mm. we it's um it's looked at as either a burden you know because um for you know it's expensive if you want to pick quality or you eat out a lot or just you gotta like when your mom and kids are hungry all the time <laughs> and it's like, and don't, like what you're uh, and don't like what you're fixing. And then they're like, mom, I'm hungry. And you look, it's like eight o'clock at night and you're like, shoot, it's cause I'm not, you know, like how different the body is different in different phases. And we forget that. And, and, you know, it's so true about all the mixed signals. Just today I was looking at, like I was making my son eggs this morning for breakfast and I, I thought that, like, oh, you know, right now eggs are on the good list for some, you know, like, and when it was banished, and then I had myself, I had like avocado, and I was like, oh, and this was naughty not so long ago, but now, you know, and it's just grabbing things. And and it, it's not that people are just confused because, um, you know, they, they're they're not sure. It's It's because all these experts are telling us all these different things and you're not sure if it's because they're promoting their new fad diet (laughs) or or whatever it is or that that at the moment at the time that's what the research shows yeah but it's not enough because it, it might be for you know males the age of 18 to 30 right right and not women in perimenopause, like, you know, so like that, and, and who has time, like, it's easy for people to just look at the headline, the new phrase, the new book, what is my friend doing that she got 
you know, and we'll say like, skinny fast yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's really easy to get swept up and swept away, swept away. Start. Yeah. And I love that you're not, you're not just focusing on like, okay, this is so that you can be, um, healthy in the sense of just like nutritionally, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's also that healthy relationship. Like if you can't, if something that you have to do to survive is not even in good relationship with you, then how are you going to approach any other relationship? Yeah, it's true. And because it, it begins with our relationship with ourselves. And it's truly actually a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. Are we ignoring ourselves? Are we ignoring our needs? Are we ignoring, you know, as women, we push, push, push. We're constantly taking care of other people. And then suddenly we're in our 40s and we're going, I am so tired. Why am I so tired? I should be keep, you know, moving forward. But we've ignored ourselves yeah. for so long. And it's not for not. I mean, it's not for a bad thing. We're taking care of families and businesses and making money and raising children. And there's all these things to do that we really haven't had time. And you can't blame yourself for that. But now is the time to really focus on your health so that you're there for the grandkids and the great grandkids. And Mm, hey, let's focus on the future. Learn from the past. Create new and, and renewable ways of eating not fad diets that hurt us more because yes, we might lose 30 pounds, but not sustainable, not sustainable. And we need to be sustainable. You know, there's all that's, that's a, that's a gimmick word right now. Mm -hmm. Sustainable this and that and everything's sustainable, but the reality is it's a good word and we need to apply it to ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Not just earth, not just um, consumption of products or, you know, creating products but what about the product of self right mm-hmm. we're creating ourselves by you know our cells are rejuvenating you know all the time are we actually are a new body right yes. Co- completely yes. Constantly. every seven years like a complete yeah. new body but every moment skin cells are shed and you know everything's growing and uh we don't think about that we're actually creating the future body like this body right now is a uh, a reflection of all the choices emotions everything that we've done in the past so we're like we're we're we are in the present moment we are in the reflection of our past and if we want the future to look different then we need to make the present choices different and I think that's the thing that gets people stuck is because you've made these maybe choices that weren't, you know, uh, and, and maybe you got hurt or, or ill. Like it, it wasn't something that you were just like, yeah, I'm not going to worry about myself, you know, right. the consequences of life, things that happen. Mm-hmm. And we know that we hold on to our emotions. And it's in our body that gets stored in our fat and in our cells because it's, it protects our organs. Like, it, you know, and doing healing work, like when we open that up, but it's also when we start moving our body that those things start going into our bloodstream and start shedding. And sometimes people don't recognize like these emotions that got kicked up from 
old stuff. Right. You know, and and so it it really is. Yeah, it really is also being able to walk with somebody else while you're doing this because we can do it on our own. But again, those things might just been pushed aside because now we feel good about our body. Now we look, we look, we feel good and we feel like we look good. And then when the fad diet's gone or we can't do the crazy exercise routine every single day, you know, something, it it just got suppressed. It got harbored somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And having a coach like you, having somebody you walk alongside with, whether it's specifically like, let's go into this as I need a better relationship with food. You know, reality is you're going to touch on things about life things about life experience, trauma, you know, a lot of deep things. So it really is the entryway to soul work. Yes, absolutely. You're right. So how did you get here? What, what is your yo-yo story? I'm sure. (laughs) The path that I'm on. Um, so I grew up with really good eating. My mother had a garden. She canned. She made Mm. fresh bread every week, which of course I hated because I wanted (laughs) Wonder Bread like all the other kids. Now I would die to eat that bread on a basis, right? And then fast forward to college, suddenly I have my own place and I can have all the Doritos and all the fruit cereal and all the stuff that I thought I was deprived from. Um, having and I didn't also didn't like to cook. My mother, bless her heart, four kids all within five years of each other. We were like the rat pack, and she never got none of us ever went to a different place to go home, right? So it was constant. We lived on a farm, we were in and out, we had animals and things growing all the time. And cooking for her was stressful. Coming up with enough food and you know, and and it just was a stressful thing, and so I saw that and I went, yeah, not doing that. Mm. So not only did I go to college and suddenly I'm like, hey, I get all the package things I want. I didn't even really want to cook because I didn't really Your learn. Association with I was that. resistant. Yeah. yeah, I was totally resistant. So then fast forward, I got married and I always thought I was going to need to um, take cooking lessons so I could cook with mm-hmm. my husband. And lo and behold, he was loved to cook. It's like, score is a match oh, made gosh. Yes. Who so um, he did all the cooking in the beginning, and it was fabulous. And then we moved to Italy, and that was his heritage. We He ended up wanting to go for a second degree, which means a lot of studying. And so he said, will you take over the cooking? And I was like, gulp, seriously? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not what I want to do. And literally, the first year pulled my hair out, trying to come up with meals on a regular basis. And all the, the men... And the kids, they come home for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I would be in the grocery store and speaking very little Italian. And they're asking me, because I can talk about food, you know, what are you making yeah. for lunch? Because that's the big subject. And I'd be like, sandwiches? <laughs> I'd be like, crazy American. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy American. So um, I, I totally... Though soaked up the energy and the 
emotion that is put into cooking in that culture mm. and they give and receive love through food. Yeah. And I couldn't help but just melt into that and learn the process and the simplicity. Like we make food so complicated. Uh, yes. And the simplicity and beauty of things can can change the way that you approach the cooking ideas. So the culture was amazing in that respect. They still like made every meal. And I thought, you know, I'm still an American. Got to do things <laughs> a little bit more fast. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of created. Um, like a hybrid. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I did. I did like batches of stuff, kind of like meal prepping. Like I am not yeah. going to the store every day and making a new sauce every day when I could just make a big vat of it. And luckily, because my husband was very Americanized. Um, yeah. When I asked for a big kitchen and a big refrigerator and a big freezer, which is very rare in that country, I was uh, granted that. <laughs> so lucky me. Um, fast forward, moving back to the U.S., everybody stressed out about food. I took the systems that I figured out there and I brought them into a personal chef business where I would go into people's kitchens and fill your refrigerator with whatever got you through the week. Wow. Right? So and then everybody's like, can you do that for me? Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately I had four days that I could do it. So um, the beauty and the strangeness though, is that I would fill refrigerators and still people weren't eating the food sometimes. Certainly. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I was like, well, this is very strange. Like what, what, what would this be all about? And so in my research, I found the Institute for the Psychology of Eating and taking that certification and bringing it into my personal chef business was a huge game changer. And as I grew with that and learning how to help people not just want to make changes, but be able to lean into the change and be okay with it, like mm. with different food ideas and recipes. And my kids always make fun of me because they say I can make anything healthy. Like they yeah. wanted Oreos. I made gluten-free, sugar-free Oreos, right? And they taste like Oreos and they're like, we want the packaged ones. I'm like, why? That's not even food. <laughs> how, how, how? Yeah. So I have, I have that. I have techniques that I learned in Italy. I have the ability to, to make recipes healthy and help people with the foods they love still enjoy those foods. Mm. Just helping them with their mindset of making choices that are more in tune with their body and listening to their bodies. So that brings me to now. And I have this amazing program called the food is love experience, because I want everybody to know what that relationship can feel like when it is on top of the world. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, come to my house again. Why didn't I have you go shopping with me? <laughs> um, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's so true. My, you know, my mom, she had six of us and she was in the kitchen all the time. Um, right? And the, we also always brought friends over because she's an amazing cook and she can make, <laughs> now she didn't make anything healthy. I would say the opposite happened, <laughs> she, but she could seriously make like frozen French fries taste amazing you know like it was the love that's yes. her love language you know she totally. knew that 
this made people really happy and she was good at it. She's also a Leo. <laughs> so she loved the praise, you know, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. that really filled her up. And that was that, uh, I think for me too, it's, it's not that I didn't understand that that wasn't part of cooking the love that you put into it. But for me, it was that I stopped eating meat at 18 mm-hmm. and in my family and my culture, uh, we eat meat for everything. And and I remember my dad, like if there wasn't meat on the table and there would be like enchiladas, rice, sopa, like plenty of food. Right. But if there wasn't meat, yeah, you know, then we weren't eating yet. You know, I mean, we could right. literally just like have the, the bar, you know, carne asada outside and like a tortilla and meat. Thanks. And you're like, yeah, I'm eating, you know? Um, so it was very, it was my own journey. And, um, I had to learn how to cook because in, in, uh, back, back in those days, we, there wasn't Morningstar, you know, which I'm, I'm yeah, glad, like, because right. I got to, I had to learn, I, I wasn't just flopping this other, I'm sorry, but synthetic product yeah. that it, you know, tastes like me. And, and now like there are great quality veggie There's burgers so and things like that, but also when manufacturers see that that is moneymaker then they're gonna sneak into that whole product line slap on natural so that you think it's organic you know like you know all that stuff right but I had to learn like I remember the fruits and vegetables or the vegetables that were that I would eat were like corn or the peas that were in the sopa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the frozen bag of like, you know, right. Or maybe the, like if there was lettuce or cabbage or something like a, a menudo, you know, but I remember like getting vegetarian times when it was, you know, the magazine and subscribing to <laughs> and getting the, like looking at a little, like, okay, I can do this. It says I'm going and getting the, like my mom and now I do this too, but she doesn't cook with recipes. Right. So it's just like throwing things in whatever you have, you know, it's like the magic in the kitchen. So it was the first experience of, Oh, actually this can be easy. Like you just follow the, the, the recipe. And I, and it was the first time I made, I was like, eggplant what the heck's an eggplant like and I thought like you know (laughs) that it was like egg or something and yeah you know like right and uh so it was this like funny enough Italian style like on a whole wheat um English muffin with some marinara sauce the the eggplant and some mozzarella cheese (laughs) Hey. And that was like, I made something, you know, like, but it, it was a journey of learning uh, different food styles, different meals, knowing like, oh, I could actually go into an Indian restaurant mm-hmm. or, you know, I can, I can go into like, uh, like, a there was this favorite Chinese restaurant that was actually, um, there was a lot of Buddhists that went and it was a whole portion that was vegetarian. So just learning different things and like different cultures, different ways. Um, that was, that was a journey of reading the labels and finding out that 
there's like, you may think that something is vegetarian or maybe doesn't have meat, but there's meat product like, you know, gelatin, pig hoofs, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like red food coloring, you know, just a list of things or, or even just the different ways that I wasn't aware that even just lactose or that cheese has casein in it. And just, I mean, there was a point where I was like, I don't want to eat anything, you know? (laughs) So I I can see, like, I know, like hearing you, that depending on your upbringing and your approach, like I too was like, I do not want to be in the kitchen all day. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be cooking and cleaning all day. Okay. Then you have kids and you're like, you know what? (laughs) You know, like, right. Yeah. You know, but, but for me, actually, I'd rather play with them. So like the kitchen was a mess and, you know, it was, it was messy, you know, but that was my way of shifting it as of course, you know, they get older, they get hungrier, can't just go and eat out and do all these things something yeah Yeah, make a quick something I think another vital thing just uh, and I'll let you add to this because I want to hear your perspective but for me I when I invite somebody into if they want to stop eating meat or if they want to just get better quality products you know Mm -hmm. and I know this is something that Mark David our mentor says um you know start where you're at like if that means one item that's better, like I, I know that people, this is my personal experience. People will knock like the, the ready-made salads or, you know, all that. And they're not the best quality, but if that's a step above, if that's better than not having anything, then yeah. start there because eventually your palate will change. You'll start yeah. craving better food. You'll start understanding more. But if you try to go from zero to raw, vegan, organic, or even grass red, grass finished, like not only are you going to look at your bill because you're going to be like, ah, you know, but you're also like what happened is you have the best intentions, but then the food goes bad because you don't, you're overwhelmed. You don't know what to do yeah. with the items. You have the best intentions, yeah. but but it's if it becomes a chore and harder to implement, then you're not going to do it, no matter what it is. Even yeah. if it's walking around the block, yeah. like if it's if it's a chore, right? So, how do you help people take like the next step? Like if somebody just doesn't cook at all, overwhelmed, they know they want to. To them, cooking is opening up a packet and putting it from the mic on the on the microwave, or even maybe for them, home cooking is assembling the food from Costco packets. You know, how do you mm-hmm. get so, them to the next step? Yeah, ironically, the very first thing we work on is not necessarily what they're eating, but how they are eating. Are they sitting to the table, or are they taking that fast-made meal and sitting in front of the TV? or at the counter, or not, because our palate sometimes is attached to our awareness. And if we're in the mode of just shoveling in the food because we need to eat, yeah, we don't pay attention to what we're eating. And like you said earlier, starting with that bag salad, eventually your palate is going to crave a higher quality of that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you can take even a step back from there and say, yes, we talk about the micronutrient balance and having good fats and, you know, and, and real raw vegetables that you're steamed, whatever, and those balances. But the first couple of weeks, I don't ask them to change anything except for their awareness of what is going in their mouth and how they feel about it. And I kid you not, nine times out of 10, they come back to me and go, okay, I'm ready to change what I eat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or or the shifts already happened, right? They already yeah. start choosing better. Like not because like, somebody's watching and you're going to get this wrong, but automatically they're like, wait, why am I choosing this? Yeah. What, why do I want to put this in my body? When, when you start a, opening the awareness of taking care of your body so that you are able to do all the fun things that you want to do with your life. Yeah. Instead of worrying about food and worrying about being, you know, weight or not weight. Or blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so many different things that we worry about that yeah. food really, I take that off your plate. Literally mm. let's create the awareness. Let's start with eating rhythm. That's where I like to start because it changes mm. when you're aware of something, it changes what it empowers you, you. right? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So there, it's it really becomes like you said, your relationship with food. It becomes where no matter what it is that you're choosing, it was a choice, right? Like you're in control. That's right. why I choose people think, oh, I eat out of control. No, yes, yes, you do. You right. can, but let's create. Let's step back and and be aware and. Hey, if you want to choose to eat that cookie, if you want to choose to eat, you know, that bowl of ice cream, yeah. choose, do it, empower yourself. Right. Just, that will change how you digest. Because if you eat something and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right. You're not going to digest it because your head's going, something's wrong. Signal below, no digesting yet. We got to right. figure this out. And yet yeah. it just sits in there. And eventually you forget about it and you're still not feeling that great. And then your body's like, okay emergency's over or we're moving on this we can't hold this any longer it, we have to digest it before it goes bad in our tummy um and then you can then it'll digest but that is not optimal for your body you know i i just did a, a hypnosis session i uh, i had a client and the just this piece here of what we're talking about came up <clears throat> um that we I I share this all the time that we don't know how to use this technology, this body, mm-hmm. you know, totally. this very high advanced technology. Yes. So advanced. <laughs> um, so- but it is, but, but the simple part of it is we just, we need to listen to it, but that like what you just said, it's, it's our, it's our, it's a combination of our brain telling like, you know, what are we doing right now? So it's a conscious brain doing that. And then as we slip into the theta, kind of like we're doing something that's habit, we go into subconscious patterns, but our body, yes, exactly. Our body is what it's giving us is a signal back. I like this. I don't like this. It's just giving us the input, the information so that it comes back so that then we can listen and move forward or not or stop that or whatever but we forget to listen to the body's signal back 
I like this. I don't like this. This hurts me. This doesn't hurt me. This is good. I feel great. I feel amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. I would say the times that we are completely embodied are instinctual times, like when we get hurt Mm -hmm. or when we have ecstatic feeling, you know, like, you know, something that's intense. That's when we're finally embodied. Our body is giving us a signal. We understand, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so it's it's meant to be in that relationship of, okay, this is what we're doing right now. Body's like, okay, cool. But when we we cannot live in two opposing places, we think we can, but we can't say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be healthy, and then great, body's all on board, and then we do something that's not. Our body's going to say like okay, well, let me, you know, try to figure out what to do with this, but it's going to give us the answer immediately. Like that didn't feel so good. Yeah. You know, and and I love that. Like, so if it's something that we are enjoying a family, you know, party holidays, and we are punishing ourselves because we shouldn't have eaten that then we are robbing ourselves of that moment of joy. Yes, completely. And then the other way around, if there's a beautiful, healthy meal in front of us, but we are like, I have to eat this because I need to lose weight. I really want to eat what my friend's eating, but I'm a, I was bad. So I have to eat the same, like our body's going to be like, like what you said, Oh, this is bad. This isn't good. I won't digest it. Let me store it in my, you know, like, let me get rid of this or have yeah, whole production or get it out. Eh, Emergency, you know, uh, right. (laughs) And that's, we forget that how simple it is to go back to slowing down, listening get the receiving the input, the reaction, but be patient because if you've had years and years and years of not listening, not taking on those cues, not even asking your body, and it's going to take a while before you get into the rhythm. Yeah. And I think that's what people are frustrated is they're like, well, I've done it for two days. Yeah. I don't see, right. right. Even two months, I don't see any difference. And you're looking at them and like their skin's glowing and you know, there's other things than just clothing size. Yes. Oh, totally. And, and, but people, they lose, they lose hope, which is understandable because when you don't see changes and you don't feel better or you don't see the small things that other, somebody else can see, then it, it is overwhelming. And sometimes just having somebody to talk that through with. Right. And they can point out the changes you've made and, and look at the progress and, and just just encourage you to take the next step and to keep on with it. I mean, that's what we're here for. Right. That's what my food is love experience is. It's six months plus. How long do you need, you know, this encouragement? Yeah. How how long it will take to to create the awareness and the intuitive eating and the the changes that will be sustainable. Right. That's what, that's what we want. And, and that, you know, and, and I've, I'm sure you've seen this, Rosie, that the whole paradigm of 
amazing athletes have coaches. Yes. They're amazing athletes and they're very talented. Why, you right. know, why do they need a coach? Yep. It's that accountability. It's that person that says, get your ass to practice. And that sees something that you are missing, yeah, you know, and, you know, and, and look. right. And looking at this, like having somebody to even say, is this like, and I, I use this word, you know, like broadly, because of course we know that normal is subjective because it's right. different for everybody. Right? right. Age, all these things. But really just to say like, okay, I feel like crap. Like, why, what are, what, like, why do I feel worse? And I know for me, like, because I did it, like when I was 18, like, because I was 18 (laughs) and you know, when you make a choice, that's it. Right. Um, but I remember feeling that what a lot of times when you do any kinds of really detox, when you remove a a whole subset of, you know, foods or anything from your life, um, And again, what I mentioned earlier, if you have all these things stored in your body, it's going to start releasing. So I broke out. I just, everything purged, you know, and, and yes, it's because I did it so quickly. And also as 18, still hormonal. So having, for me at the time, just being really aware of myself and my body. And also I was just like, well, I read up on it. You know, I literally went to the library and like checked out books and like read and, then seen, yeah, <laughs> and seen, you know, um, what could happen and, and yeah. detox and the things just kind of having that coach, what, you know, to help you work through it and maybe even say, all right, well, whatever that means for them, let's slow this down or, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, whatever yes. it is. You got to slow it down because if we've, if we've, if we've held on to toxins and things for years, it takes not only time to get rid of them, but sometimes it hurts Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not fun. And uh, I love what you said earlier about we're working on our future body, not this Mm -hmm. body, like as it, as it purges, like let's help that new stuff that's growing. That's what you're working on. The old stuff is what we're going to start schluffing away right yeah and and if we're looking at our new body then we can't hate the body we're in now because that body is going to help get to the new body or the new person or the new life or the new career or the new everything like this keeps coming up I see it like you know in different it's funny when you see something and then it resonates and then all of a sudden you start seeing it on everyone's social, like everyone shares it. Cause it's like collectively, right. this is resonating. You have to be able to let the old die so that the new can be born. If you're holding on to anything right. too much with a fixed mindset of like, yes. Nope, this is how it worked when I was 20. Right. So all I need to do is cut out the bread and I'm going to lose the the 20 pounds in day. two weeks. You know, like yeah. that, if you're, if you're, yeah. Pounds in a week. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the beauty of youth. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so to just holding on to that fixed mindset. And if, if you've tried something over and over, why not try something different? Because if you didn't have a lasting result, and if now you feel like, I'm tired of just hoping this works, 
or it works for a little while. But what will work is that you learn to have a relationship with your body, a healthy relationship. And that is going to mean different to everybody. Health looks different to different people because just like when they're going to prioritize, you know, the value of their life, like it's going to look different to different people. That pro athlete is going to think of health completely different than I would, you know? Mm-hmm. So okay. how can, how can people find you? Hmm. Well, I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, and I have a website that is the food is love experience.com. Um, on the social media, it's just my name, Amy Chivika. I have lots of resources there on my pages for information on small tweaks and changes you can make. You can, you, there's, there's ideas and there's information so you can check any and all of that out. And then in most places, I have a link to have a coffee date with me. Very first thing that I like to do. And even if you're just curious about where or what we could look at in your life, um, let's have a coffee date. And there's links to that all over everywhere. So uh, I'll put all that in the show notes too, specifically. Perfect. And I love that you say coffee date because it already relaxes a person. Oh, there we go. Like, love- you know, it's not just, yeah, yeah, we're just hanging out. We're just, yeah. and also even the whole, like, oh, I could just go on and on. Like, you're, you know, like, it's, it's, it's fine. We, like, it's, it's even the archetype of when you have a chat with somebody, if you don't drink coffee, you don't need to drink the coffee. No, but no. you know, it, it's, it's, it's the bean and the, it's the idea of coming together over tea, over coffee. Yeah. I mean, cultures for years, they meet over something. So exactly. whatever you want to bring, even if it's a jar of water. Right. We exactly. Can do it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for anybody to hear this because, um, you know, going on different paths of finding yourself and really getting to know what, what that means. I think for me, it's, it's a lot easier for me to go into the spiritual realm and to go really esoteric and really deep in that Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. But then the body gets neglected. Yeah. And even the old sages, you know, and this is, of course, an extreme, like uh, and not meaning that people can't do this with detoxes or fasting. That's always been part of a, uh, a spiritual experience. But it was because that was part of it, like it was still the discipline or the ritual or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't meant to like the 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 mystic and sage wasn't like ooh i got some you know uh some <laughs> some uh body fat here that i need mm-hmm. to get rid of it wasn't about you know it was part of the whole experience yeah. and so i think we've we can even i know in in this um community can turn something like a beautiful fast or, or like a detox out of something into really another diet, another reason to, um, you know, I, I'm not good if I can't hold on to this, yeah. but 
it's so personal and individualized and taking care of the body really helps to hold this container so that you can go into more of a spiritual practice, into practicing your, um, your intuition. Like I know for me, my, if I know when I'm not, when I'm not treating my body right, I feel it in my joints. I can, I can feel that, you know, I'm not hearing messages as easily. So for anybody who's hearing this on that level and are like, well, how is this going to apply it? The body is sacred and it's holding this and it's part of this technology. Mm -hmm. And if we learn how to use it in different ways, this will expand us to Mm -hmm. so many different levels. Mm -hmm. It's, it's absolutely the truth. Uh, thank you so much. I need to visit you now in Oregon. Yeah. Whoa, where do you want to go? Or come? Mexico, Mexico, right? Yeah. Italy next month. Uh, I'm just going to, like, you could just put me in your suitcase. <laughs> I'll get, like, a pretend you're playing a cello or something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I always say I'm just going to buy a personal jet so I can take all my friends. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh God, life that is would amazing. Be and um, yeah, my entourage. See, I need my spiritual healer and my hypnosis, and <laughs> I need everybody with me. It's all connected. It's all connected. That's yeah. why I love having just different insights. We're all saying the same thing, you know. Love yourself. Love yourself. We are unique beings. And of course, our approach with food is as unique as our approach with anything else that we right. have in our lives. So Amy's yes. an amazing partner for that. Thank you. And you'll love her smile and her laugh <laughs> <laughs> as she makes it lighthearted. And oh my gosh, to have just learning to that. Like for me, when you were talking about the simplification of cooking meals yeah often I was like oh my goodness that's gonna be really good so enjoy enjoy Amy's um Amy and all her uh all her offerings and um put everything on the show notes so any last words beautiful no thank you so much for having me and I would love to talk to anybody who's willing to explore their relationship with food. Have a coffee talk with Amy. Yeah, let's have a coffee talk. For sure. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.